There are some intervals that I absolutely love, and then there are other intervals that, for whatever reason, I just I just struggle with those, like the the augmented fourth or fourths in general, fourths and fifths. Hello there, Chelsea Melcher here with Red School of Music, and today we are going to talk about how to tackle the challenge of contemporary new music, especially if you are the first one and you're maybe doing a world premiere recording, or if you just have very challenging music, how to tackle that and put that all together. Let's jump right in. Here are some tips and tricks that I have learned along the way. I've actually had the honor to do quite a lot of new music and world premieres of pieces from composers. I think composers, especially modern day composers are amazing. It's it's so cool and and there's so many beautiful intricate and just very artistic pieces that are not well known and they should be. I feel like they they need to be brought to life and the some of the wonderful things about collaborating with modern composers is that you're able to bring this to life with them while the composer is around, which I mean, if, if you sing a lot of opera, you don't really have a whole lot of that with, with opera and oratorio. And so it's a really wonderful thing to be able to have this beautiful music and the composer is around and they can hear it and they can be a part of the process as you're dissecting and putting it together and making recordings for them. So first off, realize that if you have the opportunity to do a recording of a new piece of music from a modern day composer, it's a gift, it's a blessing because it's so cool. You, you have that uh, ability to learn this music, the, the first person to record it and to have that be kind of the, the ground level of, of the whole evolution of the pieces and, and who ends up singing them in the future. And it's, it's a really fun way to look at it because it can be very overwhelming. It can be very gruesome of a process when you're working on it and, and getting it together, especially if you're having to record it. There's a lot of pressure with that. There's a lot of pressure and feeling like, okay, everything has to be perfect. We want this to be right. We want to bring this piece to life and we want to give this piece justice. Um, but then if there are challenging things like maybe challenging rhythms or challenging intervals that you just can't get in your head, those things can all make it a little bit more stressful, a little bit more overwhelming. And so, so first realize that it's such a wonderful opportunity for you to be a part of this. And then how I dissect these new pieces is, is very similar to how I dissect other things. Um, so I will take the text first. And I just want to understand where they're coming from. I just want to see what the composer is wanting to bring to life and the text is a perfect example of that. So I read the text cold as if it would just were just blah 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 blah. And it's almost like a, a cold monologue that I do. And then it kind of gives me some insight into that. And then the next step is that I take that text and I put, I work on studying the rhythm. And it just so happens that some of these rhythms that uh, Paul and I have been performing and, and working on uh, recording for Jacob, Jacob Reed, they're uh, more challenging. And he is phenomenal with rhythm, Jacob is, and well, he's a jazz drummer. So there's gonna be a lot of things that are uh, like make a lot more sense in his mind and he's able to do those things and then 
for me, it doesn't come as naturally, all of those types of complicated things where you have the uh, duple against triples and um, all of these intricate things interwoven. And so I had to spend quite a bit more time on dissecting the rhythm and putting that together first with the different time signatures or the changes of the time signatures. And then I will add the text to that. So then once I feel like I can freely speak the text in the correct rhythm, then I tackle the intervals, the melody line. And that those have those were pretty challenging for me too as well. There are some intervals that I absolutely love and then there are other intervals that for whatever reason I just I just struggle with those. Um, like the the augmented fourth um, or fourths in general, fourths and fifths. I just don't quite. And then when you're mixing whole tone, half tone, and then the tonality seems to shift quite often. And so when I'm doing things, I'm going through as if I was to learn it on solfege. But then as that's shifting, you're kind of using this movable dough and changing things around. But then there's still all of these chromatic notes in there to, to account for. So taking some time to just do that on solfege or um, a syllable like da 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 di 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 until I'm more comfortable with that. And then it's not until I have both of those two by themselves that I feel comfortable in putting those together. And then once I feel comfortable in putting those together, I just kind of drill it into my brain. And most of the time, I do this without listening to the recording. And when you're doing world premiere music, there's not other performers that have done this before. If you're lucky, there might be a MIDI track that kind of puts the flow together and you can kind of get a feel for things, but it's still, it's not as helpful as what you might think that listening to a recording would, would offer, but I actually like that. And I actually did not, I did not listen to the MIDI track until it was maybe the week before we were supposed to do the recording and I was just really trying to get a feel for things because I like to learn things cold. And when I learn things cold versus when I feel like I learn them by rote, when I learn them cold, they stay with me for pretty much ever. And when I learn them by rote, it's easy to kind of go in now, R-O-T-E, meaning by ear, listening to them. And that's what I feel like a lot of modern day musicians do is they just listen to other people do it and that's how they learn it versus, no, I'm going to learn this myself. I'm going to learn this on solfege. I'm going to learn the correct rhythm, plunk this out for myself on the piano and do it that way. And then it's a completely whole nother level of learning something. And so putting that all together, I would, I actually appreciate that there's no recordings because it's a gift because there's not somebody else that's like, oh, this is my interpretation of the piece. This is how I sing the piece. And then sometimes as musician, musicians, we feel like we have to do that, copy that. Or if we, if we choose a different choice, maybe that's wrong. Or so the fact that if you're the first person, it's a free it's this freedom that you can create and you can live in this in this music and not worry, especially for me, I'm a people pleaser, so there's a lot of times where I feel like I have to do things because of yada, yada, yada. But for me, having this blank slate and being like, nope, it's what I see, it's what I interpret. And of course, I want to try to connect with the composer and their vision and try to understand that but then that's, that's what they want, is they want a real life human putting their humanness into the music. 
And so it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. It's one of the most challenging things that I have to do in my career as a musician is do world premieres. And it is one of the most rewarding things as well because when you have a good recording and when you're proud of something, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful feeling, but then you also feel like you were able to lay the groundwork for something, which is, is super cool to think about. So don't be afraid of new music. Don't be afraid of challenging music. Or if you have challenging music that it's not a world premiere, you can still work on putting that together and putting that in your rep and enjoying this opportunity for you to be challenged in every way of your musicianship with interpretation. You can be challenged with your rhythm. You can be challenged with the melody and the notes and getting things to stick all together. And then it's also, you have to, you have to, have to be challenged because it's not just a solo piece. I mean, you're collaborating, right? So, so when we did Jacob and Lauren's piece, Paul and I were collaborating and we had to work separately for so long and then we only put it together. Well, we have children, so it's also difficult to find time to put it together. Um, but we put it together after we had ours, like, okay, I'm solid on this. I think I've got this. Um, and then trying to see how it fits together because sometimes, and this was an example with some parts of the pieces, sometimes the piano doesn't help. In fact, sometimes a piano would like totally throw me off and, and, and that's how it's intended, but you can't rely, you can't rely on the tonality of the other instruments. You can't rely on any of that. You, you kind of have to read your music instead of just like, this is my line. You read your music with everyone else that's doing things and try trying to put that all together extremely challenging. So that's a, a whole nother level of, of the challenge, which was, it proved to be so rewarding. And when we were in the recording studio with Jacob and Lauren, they were so awesome. They were so awesome to work with. They were so gracious. They were so, I mean, cause our brains were like, cause we had this several hours worth of recording time and the music is challenging in itself. And say, say the pieces is like an average of maybe 12 pages, if that gives you some insight. And then we were recording, I think about four pieces that day, um, all different pieces. And so, and so there was a lot of brain power going into that. And Jacob and Lauren were just, they were so kind, they were so gracious. And it was super fun to be in the recording studio. And it was a wonderful opportunity to just be able to do that with them. And it's like at the end, my brain was like, I had nothing left. I mean, we were just trying to talk and hang out just a little bit. And I felt like I was just kind of like, <laughs> I guess there's just nothing left. But anyway, thanks for joining today, talking about new music, the challenges of new music, and how to go about those things that there you could be the world premiere for those initial recordings for contemporary composers. I want you to imagine what it would be like if you had so much focus, so much zen, so much peace, so much calmness, and so much excitement at the same time before performance. As in, like you're not getting in your head, you're not freaking out, you're not becoming a basket case, or you're not a hot mess. So if you feel like sometimes that is you, imagine what it would feel like if that wasn't the case, if that wasn't a problem anymore. It would be pretty awesome, right? So. What is the first step to that? Working with your mindset. So if this is something that's of interest to you, 
I recommend going to stopcaringwhatthethink.com. If you're a performer and you wanna have more confidence, if you wanna get out of your head, these are tips and tricks that I'm offering to you for free. It's a free resource that can help you have more confidence to manage that anxiety and just to feel like you can enjoy life again. You can enjoy performing. That's what it's all about, right? So stopcaringwhatthethink.com. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you had a wonderful time. If you like the video, if you learned something, please like and subscribe so that you are the first to know about when a new video is released.